Hello, this is Grad School Grad, a podcast about public policy international relations graduate programs in the United States. Based off a request uh, from Grad Cafe, a forum I'm actively involved in, today I'm going to do an episode about uh, my observations of the different graduate policy students uh, who come in with different levels of work experience and age. Just about you know the trends of how uh, they go about graduate school. So in thinking about age and work experience, I think it's uh, good for me to kind of like organize them to some groups. So the groups I'm going to highlight are just straight from undergrad, um, the, the mid-20s, the late-20s and 30s, and then the last group is the 40s and onwards. I'm just going to call them the non-traditional students. Just going to um, talk about you know, what I've seen, observed, being a policy graduate student myself, but also you know, what I've talked about with my friends, family, uh, co-workers, bosses who also got in policy graduate school. And I mean, most of it is pretty similar you know, when it's there might be some unique stuff, but I'll bake it in and just speak to it broadly. Um, so first off, the straight from undergrad. Um, usually at the better top programs, those straight from undergrad are roughly less than 10% of the student population, if, if, if le- not less. Now, do, uh, there is been a push in some programs to bring more, uh, people from straight from undergrad into policy graduate programs. Now, there's also some policy graduate programs, which due to various programming reasons, there's a significant uh, straight from undergrad population. I'm specifically thinking of University of Virginia Batten. That's just like a large uh, proportionality of a student pool was straight from undergrad. Uh, at least last I checked, it was. So, who who are they? They're usually um, people essentially who really love learning. Otherwise, they wouldn't be pursuing more education after college. And the reasons vary a bit, but. Could be anything from they were in a five-year program where they take an extra year to get a graduate degree after undergrad. Um, could be one of those people that, hey, it's senior year, they realize they want to pivot to public policy because they didn't like their old major. Sometimes it's people who have a scholarship or a fellowship in which they need to go uh, graduate school to go to a particular job role. Sometimes it's a government service-related job. Um, then you have those people who just want to learn more. So I, I known people who had public policy or economics as their uh, undergraduate major, and they just want to dive deeper. So they go to policy school for uh, graduate school afterwards. So by and large, I am really impressed by those straight from undergrad. Um, usually, especially at the, the top schools, they are not only the more academically impressive uh, among their cohort, but they also done very interesting things, uh, whether it be in research, involvement in nonprofit, uh, th- their own involvement in startup sometimes, or, um, yeah, other, ac- other activities and, and th- that are pretty impressive. I-, I find that this group, um, is generally very open to learning. They're very self aware how they don't have that much life experience. So they kind of go into, go into, uh, school and soak things up like a sponge. There are also people, uh, that have the least distance between school. Um, so they're sometimes the best, uh, 
study buddies, um, sometimes even peer helpers for uh, more difficult, uh, some of the more difficult classes. So, yeah, my, I remember my straight from undergrad friends were really helpful in helping me with some of the quant classes. Um, I, you know, from what I've seen, a lot of them have very strong beliefs in things and they will express their views. But by and large, um, those straight from undergrad, they might hold strong views, but I find them generally willing to listen or have a conversation and explain and wh where they're coming from, uh, so on and so forth. And that, that I really appreciate. In terms of finding jobs, I think, uh, I, I think it's generally a little bit more stressful for those straight from undergrad is because, um, the majority of jobs targeting uh, MPP, MPA graduate students are for those with at least some work experience, two or three years work experience. And those straight from undergrad just, you know, sometimes get frustrated realizing that, hey, they you know, they don't want to go for the, the entry-level roles that their peers that don't have a grad degree get. And while there's uh, the roles that require work experience, they sometimes don't qualify for. So they either find a niche or a lot of them find themselves going to a job that um, their their peers without a grad degree get. So, but generally speaking, because of how high performing those straight from undergrad are, I uh, find that they land pretty well in life. They land their feet generally. And yeah, they, I'm pretty impressed by and large. Then um, the next group is the mid-20s group. They, this is usually the majority of student population in your policy grad programs. Um, and uh, at the very least in proportionality. And, you know, what they are is they essentially have a few years of work experience. Uh, a lot of them come from programs like AmeriCorps, Teach for America. Um, they... You know, you usually had a pretty intense entry-level job. I mean, I've seen those who did finance, uh, science for two years or three years, and then realized, hey, they want to go to grad school policy. So, um, yeah, I also find those who do stuff related to policy. So um, those who work in Capitol Hill, I've seen those who work in advocacy campaigns, um, also, all, it runs the gamut. But pr I have found the mid-20s group to be probably the most challenging to interact with as a peer uh, at times. And I say it's because um, I find that they tend to be more likely to be the purists and what their beliefs are. Now, yeah, I'm, I'm all about people being passionate about what they believe in. But a lot of times I feel that mit or observe that those in this group just really struggle to open themselves up to have uh, conversations to discuss with people who have different views and uh, explain themselves and, uh, to you know, better illustrate why they believe what they believe and just have those intelligent conversations, exchange ideas. I don't know what it is exactly. Maybe because you know they have some world exposure. They, they feel like that 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 life exposure that they have it's a solid foundation for them to be adamant about something. 
and just charge ahead with it. So that I, I find to be just an often problematic challenge I have with this group. Now, uh, I'm, of course, I mean, everyone's just a lot of what I've seen. This group, in terms of career, should have it the best because, like I said, most of the jobs are targeted for them. Um, so they'll find a lot of opportunities in which at the, uh, their peers at this roughly the same age across all the postgraduate programs are doing, are doing, and they could, you know, relate to them. And, um, the employers usually want, on average, usually, uh, seek people around this age. And also after they get an internship or job, um, they have a lot of time to pivot or advance uh, through levels, uh, and, you know, do, do well over time. So that is the mid twenties. I think the most interesting group is the late twenties and thirties crowd. So this group usually has a fair amount of life experience. Um, they come to graduate school after about a good six years in an intensive career or life experience, and they want to make a significant life change. I've seen a lot of like super interesting people uh, in engineering, journalists, uh, or even could be teachers who just had a longer teaching career. Um, usually your veterans are in this group. Uh, and, but you know, there's all sorts of people who fall in this uh, group who just had different interesting careers. Um, from what I've seen, people in this group, students in this group, either do really, really well, or they struggle a lot. And I see the struggle, the struggles tends to be a little bit different, it tends to vary, but roughly falls into uh, one group I highlighted is like, uh, the, the group that just doesn't really get that um, grad, the policy space is a different beast, and they struggle to evolve to appreciate or enjoy the dynamics about policy graduate school and uh, policy roles. So I just illustrate this. I know someone who was an engineer who came to policy school thinking they'll just essentially apply engineering principles to policy. And the policy space just doesn't work that way. <laughs> Even the quant-based roles, you know, there's a lot of networking, consideration, storytelling, so on and so forth. And, but, you know, after you've done eight, 10, whatever years of engineering, it can be hard to change. And this person, um, actually came to school and left because they realized, hey, it really wasn't their cup of tea and they couldn't change with it. Um, and, uh, I, I see that sometimes. Then another way I see people struggle is, um, just, Kind of living through nostalgia a lot. So I, I've seen people who, you know, like I said, have very interesting backgrounds and kind of like, uh, need to, have a need to, uh, feel like they're celebrity, just create a fan base among the younger, younger students about all the great things they did and to wow people. And I mean, they legitimately done great things and more power to them. Um, but, you know, my perspective is the past is the past and time to evolve with the future and not live in the past. So, and for me, and for me, it's just a little off-putting how, uh, you just 
constantly talk about your former great self and sometimes there's a little bit of exaggeration in there but yeah it it happens i've seen it and it's it's something that you know you i've seen uh just people in this group stru- struggle with and usually when people who uh what i've seen is that people kind of like are nostalgic also kind of struggle with the job market because they don't realize that hey it's a different game than what they're used to they have to adapt they struggle to adapt sometimes they pull it out in the end but other times they i mean i i know people from this group who couldn't get an internship despite all the work experience they have because they just couldn't figure out how to network and engage with people in the policy space i would say um the best people from this group are those who are humble. I mean, if you ask them what they did, and they'll tell you, they'll tell you about it. But they're they're mostly humble, but focused on evolving into whatever they want to do, whoever they want to be. The real, they use their prior work experience to be really strategic, really about you know uh, learning about the policy space, about how policy grad school works, and um, yeah, and and just. Uh, finding pathways to get things done to pursue their personal goals. Um, it doesn't happen that much, but every now and then I f- meet a what I call get off my lawn type person. And it's usually someone who essentially is jaded by the real world and goes to policy school to really like uh, express, uh, they're very well experienced, as in like they experienced it and have a lot of anecdotal experiences, um, with things they like to complain about. And sometimes the complaints might be very much justified, but policy school is, uh, basically a loudspeaker to highlight grievances <laughs> towards, uh, towards policy and society. And, yeah, and yeah, I I think it's educational times, but it can be a little bit too much. And usually this group, I find, really struggled with job stuff because, you know, they, at a certain point, have to be professional. And, I mean, they eventually grow into it, but I, I seem to struggle. Last is the 40s and onwards, non-traditional students. Um, these are usually pretty rare. Um probably like only one or two in every policy program. I mean, uh, policy programs in which they have like senior fellows from the government, and they're probably a little bit more prevalent. Um, actually, they're more prevalent because the family members who had people in their 40s sitting next to them. Um, but uh, by and large, they're usually very awesome, very open and honest. Um, but and they're usually humble. Now, that keep that in mind. They usually have their own families going on. Uh, they have their other lives. Uh, they're not going to be a person involved in school clubs and everything. But they'll be there. They'll be there sharing the wisdom. They're usually um, pretty soft spoken, but very intentional about what they say and what they do. And yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about when you find one these folks. Um, just take your wisdom. Um, I mean, assuming that, you know, they, they seem like put together and all that. So, 
Uh, ultimately, at the end, I want to say, hey, um, everyone's living their own life to a certain extent. Uh, I know people in who, who in their mid-20s uh, go policy school, but yet they have a kid. Uh, so, you know, their, their world outlook or life situation is a little bit different. And, you know, I know people, I also know people who in their 30s who are party like the people in their mid 20s, sometimes party even harder than straight from undergrad. It happens. So, um, there's fair, there's some variation happens, but generally speaking, I would say those observations are, uh, broadly speaking, pretty, uh, on target for the different groups, uh, student group, student, uh, s- s- types of students based off of age and work experience and postgraduate programs. All right. Thank you. I hope this has been helpful in understanding policy graduate school landscape and looking forward to doing the next episode.